Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here and at home to hear your word. Remind us that it is your word that we build our lives. It is on your word that we find our hope and in your word that we learn to trust in you. Lord, we pray that your word would be central to our hearts and to our lives, especially in a world filled with challenges and, and difficulties. And Lord, as we, as we face the evils in our world, remind us that indeed one little word can fell the schemes and the evil of Satan. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We call today Reformation Sunday because Reformation Day technically is next Saturday. But next Sunday, as I heard Stinky say, uh, we get to celebrate All Saints Day, which is November 1st. Uh, also a reminder that we also suffer from changing our clocks next Saturday. So if you forget to move your clock back one hour, you're going to be here at the wrong time. And I can never figure out which time that's going to be, but trust me, you'll be here at the wrong time. So remember to set your clocks back one hour next Saturday. When we talk about the Reformation, we need to remember that it is indeed a, an action by Martin Luther some 500 years ago that began to put into place some much-needed reforms within the church that had become so worldly focused that the church was no longer focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we, we sometimes go into the, the solas, if you will, uh, sola fide, sola scriptura, etc., um, and, and we often believe that those came out of the Reformation, and they did, but, but they weren't the battle cry of the Reformation. The battle cry of the Reformation was the word of the Lord stands forever. And so we need to go back to that battle cry and to remember it for today, because it is the word of the Lord which stands forever. As Isaiah reminds us, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And that was the battle cry of the Reformation and the whole point upon which uh, we as Lutherans find our beginnings, and that is pointing back to the word of God, and that's what Luther was passionate about because the church had so drifted so far away from, from just finding its, its foundation on God's word. And so as we look at today in Reformation Sunday, I really want to focus on some of the gifts of God that come to us. And the first gift of God certainly is his word. It is through his word that we begin to understand who God is and what he's all about. It's in his word that we, we see his incredible love for us and that because of that love for the whole world, he sends his son Jesus Christ into this world. And it's because of his love for us that, that the scriptures call Christ the word made flesh who dwells among us. And so the word that we read from every Sunday is not just printed words on a page or words projected on a, on a wall, but it is Christ, the living word of God, whose word is being spoken not only to our ears, but to our hearts. And so when we say that we build our lives on the foundation of God's word, what we're really saying is we're building our foundation on Jesus Christ, who is the word made flesh. We're reminded that in the simple line 
from the hymn, The Church's One Foundation. Is who? Jesus Christ, her Lord. The gift of the word, it changes our hearts, it changes our lives, it points us to Christ and it reminds us of what Christ does for us on a cross. We see it in our gospel lesson today. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. But not only that, you will know the unchangeable truth, and the truth will set you free. And what is the truth? Again, it points us back to Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. That's the truth. It's an unchangeable truth, an unshakable truth. We live in a world today that wants to recreate God in its own image, a world that wants to somehow change the truth or soften the truth or make the truth situationally relative, and we talked about that last week. But there is only one way to heaven. There's only one name that brings us to salvation, and that's the name of Jesus. And that's a truth that the world doesn't want to hear. It's a truth that even the church didn't want to hear at the time of Luther. You see, they were teaching that salvation comes only through the church and not through Christ. But the scriptures, the very word upon which we build our faith, scriptures are clear. Salvation comes through Christ who suffered and died on a cross to wash away our sins. Salvation comes by the grace of God who works that faith in our hearts and our lives by the Holy Spirit and that gift of the Holy Spirit helps us to focus on God's word. And as we hear God's word and as we take it to heart, as we inwardly digest it, chew upon it, meditate upon it, you see, then faith begins to come. And faith sometimes is so in the background in our lives that it's hard to see. It's hard to see that we live our lives and that we operate by faith in God. That we live by that faith each and every day. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, it's, it's so in the dark in our lives that the world can't see it. Well, at the time of the Reformation, they had no problems seeing it in Luther. He was a living example of faith in action. A living example, if you will, as my grandmother used to say, charging hell with a bucket of water. Because he passionately believed in the grace of a loving God. And that we were saved not by our own effort, our reason, or strength. But by faith it comes through the word and the Holy Spirit working in that word. The gifts of God to us are a faith 
that sees us through the challenges and the trials in the world, a faith that sustains us when we don't know what tomorrow holds, but when we look at God's promises and know that tomorrow is in the hands of Jesus. We have a faith that reaches out to those around us as we minister to one another in the body of Christ. But our faith also needs to be seen by the world, and we need to be evidence of our faith, as Jesus reminds us, by washing the feet of others, by serving others in our world and sharing the love of God, we are serving Christ himself. We serve him every time we come together for worship. We serve him. In fact, how many of you know that the word worship is the same word for service in another language. We get one Latin is translated over. It's the same thing. In fact, we Lutherans, we like to emphasize things. When we say worship service, we're just being redundant. We serve him when we come together. We don't often think about that. We can say, well, pastor's serving because he's preaching, and, and Harry's uh, uh, serving because he's teaching. And, and, and we can say also that, that Sarah was serving because she was playing the horn, and, and, the, and the praise team, they're serving because they're leading us in worship. But I don't feel like I'm doing much. I'm just sitting here in the pew and saying hallelujah with not enough emphasis. But you see, when our hearts are focused on Jesus, when we come to worship and to pray and to sing, to fellowship, to give our offerings, we are serving. You see, that's what Scripture reminds us, that as the body of Christ, we are called not simply just to believe, but also to serve him, to do the good works which he's prepared in advance for us to do. To understand that our lives, our very lives, are a gift of God. And that we live this gift for him. We say it almost every Sunday, we give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be. All that I have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. Our very lives, the resources that God entrusts to us, the very things that he wants us to use, the time that we have, the talents that we have, the testimony and witnessing, the treasure of our offerings. It's all worshiping God and serving Him. But the best way to serve Him takes us right back to kind of where I started. It's to be in the Word. To be strengthened, to be fed, to read, to learn, to grow to listen to what God is saying to you in your life, to be in the Word. It truly is the greatest gift of God to each and every one of us, this gift of Jesus, the Word made flesh, who suffered and died 
so we can have life. Be in the word. Be a people of the word who stand on the word and who build your lives in the word. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.